You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. The air is clearer. Shadows move across. My name is Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio, and I'm here with Venus, like the planet, and I am the keyboardist and singer of Henry Todd. And this is Constantine, and I play bass in the group and guitar, and I write. How did you all meet and start to form the band? Basically, I, basically, I think what happened was I started to play bass with Corey, who's our drummer. In around 2004, we were in a, a band called I.O., which was an instrumental uh, four-piece, really doing kind of a post-rock thing. And I think the band really came out of like a Chicago post-rock instrumental thing that was happening here from like the middle 90s to probably the 2000s, 2010s, like a pretty rich kind of history of that kind of music. You know, people exploring jazz and sounds and noises in kind of different ways. I was playing with Corey for a while, and eventually um, Venus and Corey kind of met and talked about working on music separately. I want to say Venus approached Corey, or they already were talking about, like, hey, uh, I'm working on a record, Corey. Do you want to play drums on it and perhaps record it? And then a couple years later, we approached Corey to start this this band, which became Moritat in about 2008. And before we were Moritat, we were called Dante Leon, which is like Tooth of Lion, and which is like Dandelion. Then we were... T- I mean, that, it that, was, was, that was real, though. I don't know. It I don't was know. maybe in your mind, it was real. I thought it was good. Uh, there were a lot of um, intoxicated uh, conversations around that, but it never actually <laughs> right. gelled. Yeah. But yeah, Dante Leon was like our first kind of band... Uh, name, but then uh, we found out that there was a Canadian band named Don DeLeon, so we're like, oh, shoot, we can't do that, which I'm kind of glad that that never... It seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's how it is. Most things do when you're having those late night intoxicated conversations. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole genre, right, where people start licking off band names and it just doesn't stop, right? It's like... It's like, oh, Black Pyramid, Black River, River Cloud, Cloud of Nothing, <laughs> Nothing Jeez. Ever Was. I and mean, people just do this all night, right? I mean, haven't, haven't you done this ever yourself? I think my game in college era specifically was to try that at parties, to try to convince the person I was talking to that the bands I was talking about were real. Right. Uh, I, that, uh, I think that's part of this, like, kind of magical realism, you know, type thing, you know? Like, oh, have you heard the new Black Pyramid? It's really good. They're doing a lot of really interesting oh, right. things. That's oh, hysterical. Wow. And, but then the person's like, yeah, I've heard the name, but I haven't seen them play, right? That's exactly what would happen. They'd be like, yeah, I've heard of them before. I haven't had a chance to listen to That's the new hysterical. record. That's hysterical. I mean, that, that is a genre in itself. Venus, how did you and Constantine? Uh, so we, we met through a mutual friend uh, when I was in college uh, at a party, actually, but, you know, I do have to admit that, like, when we we first met, I was kind of put off by him just a little bit. He had a little bit of, like, an ego thing happening. But then that quickly melted, like, once we got into some deep combo. And then we just, you know, we just kind of stayed friends first. But I was dating somebody at the time, what I feel like 
is really awesome about our, our relationship is that we were, we were really good friends first for about a year. And then we started to date. Something like that, yeah. So a lot of the pieces I was reading about you in the press in preparation for this interview stresses the cohabitation that the three of you had and the closeness that came from that. Right. How do you think this affects your writing and recording process? So when we first formed, we did live in a two flat together. And it was pretty dreamy, you know, we'd just be like, hey, it's time to, are you like down to jam today? And, you know, Cord be like, yeah, sure, you know, so we had our practice space in the basement. I mean, it was a pretty sweet setup. It really laid a strong foundation as far as like, we'd like to explore, you know, we really allowed ourselves to kind of like let loose, to really hone in on a sound that is pretty authentic, kind of something we could definitely call our own. And a lot of people really don't know how to describe but the fact that we get on at the core, you know, we have just like a deep respect for one another. Uh, we all are really great listeners. And so while that really is like a driving force behind what we do, it can also sometimes hold us back because we all just kind of want to share what we think, you know, maybe should be the next part in the, in the song. It's like so democratic to the point that it could be it could take a long time for us to like finish a song or album for, for example, like our recent album we released for million uh, just back in May. It took about five years for us to feel good about the song parts and to, and to just kind of hear out everybody's concept of what they thought it should sound like, you know? So it, I mean, in a way it's kind of awesome because it allows us to like really try everything out you know, but in the same token, it's kind of like, it kind of just drags things out a little longer than they need to be. We're all pretty exploratory. And we just, I feel like we really respect what the other person has to say. Do you guys still live with Corey? No, it's been a few years, but um, we still live close enough. Like we're about 20 minutes away from each other. So it, it still is pretty cool that way. Yeah. And he has his drums in our basement. So it makes it pretty easy to yeah. set up and play. Right. Mm-hmm. The house, the house that Venus and I live in now has a we have rehearsal space in the basement, so that's just ready to go at all times. So it's been 10 years since your 2012 LP, Quill Blanzen. Yeah, so, that was 10 years ago. Man. That was 2012. Wow. Yeah, that, that record was us. We were saying, like, these are the, our greatest hits record from the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that was supposed to be. Yeah, I remember that. So now that it's been a, a full decade, how do you feel about it now? How do you feel like you've evolved? How do you feel like you've stayed the same? So I just want to say, as far as those songs are concerned, I really do feel like if... Well, whenever we do just kind of play that album or, or just kind of randomly the song comes up through our Spotify, those songs really hold up well. They, I feel like we could have just written them maybe just yesterday kind of thing. As far as like our writing goes, I feel like we dove deeper into more of that sound, which is like, you know, we like to say art rock or whatever, avant rock, or whatever. Some people have called us prog prog rock because a lot of our songs just kind of make these unexpected turns Uh, and again I think this goes back to just how we started as a band which is we really allowed ourselves to just explore 
what felt good to us. Uh, just really having fun in the process and just like really calling something, you know, like it's really kind of our own sound. We'll just kind of go, I mean, it gets like easier to direct in which way we want a song to turn in a way that still seems interesting and fun. You know, whenever we play these songs, it's just like, I just feel like it's a, it's like we're constantly kind of going into this, this downward spiral, (laughs) you know, emotions and feelings that like, I don't know. I think we've just kind of really refined our sound in whatever way. And you had touched on this a little bit earlier, but Vermilion, your most recent release was five years in the making. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that creation and that process and why it took as long as it did? So uh, some of those songs were already, you know, not that they were written, there were already some ideas for a lot of those songs uh, when we released our High Plus Tight EP in 2015. So I feel like there was just kind of like a writing process where we're like, okay, let's, let's just kind of explore this section. And we would stick with it for some time because a lot of the, the tempos on these songs too, or they're very polyrhythmic. There's kind of like a lot of three against four rhythms that are going on too. So it's like kind of find the right way to play it, but also we just, we just had a lot of ideas as far as like how each song could go. You know, there was just, we really kind of let ourselves go a lot with what we wanted it to sound like. And so, yeah. It was just a thing of writing and writing and playing and writing and being really perfectionist about it. And, and then like throwing it away <laughs> and then doing it again. You, you get older, you start focusing on different stuff. Pandemic started creeping just when we were going to, you know do something with those songs. It's just been kind of like an up and down in a lot of ways, but... Um, Corey got married as we were writing that album. David Bowie died during that time, and that really affected us too. Actually, one of our songs, Promises, I feel like reflects a little bit of that mood there. There were a lot of kind of shifts and mood changes and like life changes that I felt like you know were put into this, into this album. That's a really interesting point too, because... So much happened between 2015 and now yes. that I don't know how it would affect your music yeah. process. Yeah, even though it had nothing to directly do with you or your your lives. I mean, it. I think it affected everybody's lives, uh, regardless. But like, it's just been so strange to be in the middle of all these revolutions all at once. You know, like. We're in the middle of a conceptual revolution. We're in the middle of a geological revolution. We're in the middle of an economic labor work revolution, communication revolution. Like it's just so much change at once in the world through a pandemic and nervous politics. And it's just writing music and doing art in the middle of it. You absorb whatever's happening. I mean, you're dealing with the world, you know, when you're doing art and music, you're just like a fight against it's a fight against death really, but like you, you're just, it's almost like staying, surviving in the world in a way, if you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to get at, you know what I mean? All the changes you're dealing with it as an artist and as a musician, it's all going to bleed in because you're really synthesizing the world. I'm Jesse D. I'm with Trip Radio. Venus and Constantine, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. It was awesome to talk.
This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.